you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello, and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. If you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla stated that quote. And in this episode, we're going to be exploring a topic that corresponds to the third hermetic principle, the principle of vibration. Everything moves, nothing is at rest. If you are like me, the me before I had, for lack of a better term, my spiritual awakening, then you probably think frequency has little to do with you. That, at most, you'll be able to hear the vibrations when played loud enough. But I want to explore this topic a little further with you. Because frequency is so powerful and can affect us beyond what we think. When it comes to sound, in order to understand it a little bit easier, you can divide it into three sections. Infrasound, audible sound, and ultrasound. Audible sound is in the middle of the spectrum. It's what the average human can hear. The average human can hear anything from as low as 20 hertz all the way up to 20,000 hertz. Anything below 20 hertz is known as infrasound, and anything above 20,000 hertz is known as ultrasound. Now, just because you can't hear a sound, a frequency, doesn't mean it doesn't affect us. And according to our third hermetic principle, the universal law of vibration, everything moves, nothing is at rest. And therefore, all material objects have a natural resonant frequency, meaning everything vibrates just at a different frequency. And frequencies can affect us through something called sympathetic resonance. This means, for example, say you have one piano in your living room and a second piano in your bedroom. If you strike one piano key in one room, the piano in the second room will resonate that same note. It's true. You can test it. So, sympathetic resonance pretty much means that if an object is exposed to its sound wave, it will vibrate in response. Now this 
is some powerful knowledge. And like almost anything else, you can use it for good or you can use it for evil if you understand it and or know how to apply it. When I had my first spiritual awakening, I came across some meditation audios that said 432 hertz, the love frequency. Listening to this frequency is supposed to raise your vibration because it is said to be in tuned with earth and nature. It's the sound of the universe and its frequency makes you vibrate higher and promotes self-healing and increased intuition. 432 hertz is what you hear in the background of all of my episodes. But naturally, according to the hermetic principle of polarity, all things are dual. So you've got frequencies that will make you vibrate higher and promote healing. But what's at the other end of the spectrum? Well, frequencies that will make you vibrate lower and that can deteriorate you from the inside out. Did you guys know that there is such a frequency known as the fear frequency? Yep, it's at 18.9 hertz. And if you remember, the average human can hear as low as 20 hertz. So it's just a little under 20 hertz. But just because you can't hear it doesn't mean it's not affecting you. This is the frequency that is sometimes used in music, but more often than not used in horror movies. This is the magic behind horror movies. And because you can't hear it, it's very easy to place anywhere in the movie. Now this frequency actually has physical effects on the body. It accelerates your heart rate. It produces feelings of panic and anxiety. It can make you very nauseous. But what I find the most interesting is that it can make you have hallucinations. Well, here's the thing. It turns out that the human eye resonates at about 19 hertz. And so because the infrasound and your eyes are vibrating at the same frequency, it produces hallucinations. So the next time that you're in a movie theater and you're watching a horror movie, chances are that they've incorporated this frequency into that movie. And so just pay attention to your body. Even if the movie seems to have just slowed down and maybe it's just a, a talking scene, pay attention at how uneasy you're already feeling. It's almost as if you're expecting something bad to happen. And sure, you're watching a horror movie, fair enough. But your expectations, combined with the fear frequency, makes for one memorable horror movie. 
which is what's going to make you share your experience with others, have others go watch it, and make the movie even more successful. A few of those movies that I found that were said to have used this frequency is one on Netflix called The Cloverfield Paradox, and another is a really well-known movie, the first paranormal activity movie. And a third one that I personally haven't yet seen is called Irreversible. This movie was a 2002 French psychological horror film. The woman is said to be about her lover and her ex-boyfriend who decide to take justice into their own hands after she becomes a victim of rape. But in the Cannes Film Festival, many reported to have left early, others to have passed out, and many, many others reported to have needed medical attention after just watching a little bit of the movie. And well, given the sensitive topic that the movie surrounded its plot against, I suppose it could have been disturbing. A little later, however, filmmaker Gaspar Noé admitted in an interview that he intentionally used infrasound. In fact, for the first 30 minutes straight, he played infrasound. The Shining is another movie that was rumored to have used infrasound. And it really makes me wonder, where else could they use this frequency? Because about a year ago, I went to the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. And I remember before going, reading about how people have felt ill, and how people have actually passed out due to it being so haunted. And I remember there was a certain section in that museum where I did feel a little dizzy, a little lightheaded. And in this section of the museum was where they had Dr. Kevorkian's vehicle, Dr. Death's van. He was a doctor who helped people with assisted suicide, and he performed this operation in this vehicle, and if I remember correctly, he assisted over a hundred and something patients commit suicide in this van. So after being in close proximity to this van, and having felt a little queasy, I figured it must have been the energy. But now I'm wondering if he uses this frequency throughout his museum and that maybe it's just those vibrations that are making people feel ill and pass out. Or it could actually be a combination of both. But now I'm feeling like if he's not using this frequency, then he's missing out on an opportunity here. <laughs> now I know some of you might appreciate me for asking this next question, and maybe the other half of you might dislike me for it, for even bringing it up. But, ghost hunters, and or paranormal investigators. It also makes me think about these people and the ones that have seen apparitions. Because these frequencies can also be produced naturally. Because earthquakes, avalanches, severe weather, 
large waves, volcanoes, meteors, lightning, and water are well known to produce this frequency. Something even as simple as a fan can produce these frequencies. So if you're investigating a haunted location and you happen to feel these emotions of paranoia, anxiety, panic, and or you happen to see an apparition, it could just be running water or a fan and or a windmill that's nearby that's producing these frequencies. I'm not saying that haunted locations, ghosts, and spirits don't exist. I'm certain that they do. All I'm saying is if you start to get a bad feeling like there may be a spirit, then just listen to your body because it could be that it's not a spirit, but rather it's infrasound and it's causing damage to your body. So, you know, just make sure that you're protecting yourself. Speaking of nature, did you know that a roar of a tiger before it attacks contains 18 hertz frequencies? They use it to disorient their prey long enough to strike and kill. Well, what happens if we go lower than 18 hertz? Well, in that case, things get much worse. There is such a frequency known as the brown note. And it's supposed to make humans lose control of their bowels. Well, if it can do that, then can sound be weaponized? Short answer, yes. 7 hertz is said to be the most dangerous to humans because it can actually directly affect the central nervous system, causing panic, convulsions, vomiting, and if you're exposed to it long enough, it can rupture your organs and even cause death. While doing research for this topic, I came across the name of Vladimir Gavreau, and he was a French scientist who began to explore with sounds to create a weapon, a sonic weapon, for the military. On one incident, he tested the low-frequency acoustics on himself and on his team, and unfortunately, one of the team members died instantly. On one of the reports, Gavreau stated that his internal organs mashed into an amorphous jelly by the vibrations. Even others in nearby laboratories were sick for hours, and they said that everything was vibrating, their stomach, their hearts, and their lungs. It seems a little bit unrealistic, but frequencies can be dangerous. To add a little bit of pop culture reference, it reminds me of two movies in specific. The first one is a recent one, and it's The Multiverse of Madness. There's two scenes in that movie, and quick spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Well, the first one is when they're remembering and at the same time explaining how they killed the Doctor Strange from thought-specific multiverse, and they used one of their Illuminati members, and I think his name is Black Bolt, and they did this through sound, because Black Bolt's superpower was 
sound and vibration and frequencies. He is known to kill people by just simply speaking one word. The second scene in that movie was when, towards the end, Doctor Strange was fighting himself, but it was the version of himself who had the dark hold, and they fought using frequencies and vibrations. And the second movie I'm reminded of is Venom, because in order to control and or tame Venom, they had to use a high-pitched sound or a high-frequency, and that's what Venom's weakness was. Well, what about ultrasound? The other end of the spectrum, the higher frequency. It too can also be very dangerous. But how? Well, sound waves can heat up human cells, which causes all kinds of problems. One of the terms used when talking about ultrasound is cavitation. And this is when, when a sound wave passes through an object, it rapidly pushes and pulls that object. And so when a person is exposed to ultrasound, it causes the human cells to cavitate, which creates bubbles in the tissues. And ultrasound has actually been used by the US Navy to repel pirates. It's a, a sonic weapon, which reminds me Sound is also being used by the police to stop riots. So frequencies do hold power. There are frequencies that are used to even help cure cancer. Frequencies hold the power to both help heal and or destroy. And if you're a person that scares easy, the next time that you're alone and you think you see something, remember, it could just be the fan in the room producing infrasound, causing you to have visual hallucinations. And before we exit out of here, I do want to give quick shout outs. The first is to Jim, who reached out by email. Hi Jim, thank you so much for reaching out. I did enjoy reading your email. And as for that episode request, I do have a couple of other episodes lined up before but I'll be working on it. I'll write it down. It will be on my list. Another shout out to Daniel who reached out. Thank you so much for your kind words. And yes, you do have the right email. Also to Peter, you flatter me with your words. Thank you so much for that. And lastly, also to Texas Girl who gave me an amazing review on Apple Podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. It really helps the podcast get more exposure and it helps other like-minded individuals like ourselves find this podcast easier. So thank you so much, all of you, for, for all of it. I, I truly appreciate each and every single one of you. And as always, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, or if there's simply anything that you just feel like sharing or adding, you can go ahead and reach me at Laura Lavender dot mb at gmail.com or you can also friend me on instagram at lauralavender.mb you're welcome to friend me there and message me through there and i'll try to get back to you guys as soon as i can i'm always interested in hearing what you guys have to say also don't forget to check out our website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com 
And thank you again so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode.